For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Writing Excuses, episode or season two, episode 22, Marketing 201, Branding Yourself. 15 minutes long, because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Howard. I'm Dan. I'm Brandon. And I'm Rob again. Hello, Rob again. We're, we're happy to have you back. Um, there, were, there were a dozen different cans of worms we could have popped open uh, in our last marketing podcast. I think what we'd like to talk about today is branding yourself. Uh, for specifically for authors, Brandon's over here chuckling. Every time he hears the word branding, he says, "Me." <laughs> <sighs> and let me tell you, that's gotten old fast. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's a running gag. Running gags are good, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? Uh, running that's running gags myth. are part of my brand. Maybe. Uh, that was a real stretch. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that again. Rob, help us out. When you say branding, say what us. are you talking about? Okay, uh, there are two, uh, I mean, there are a million definitions of brand and everyone defines it a different ways, but the two that I think are the most important, uh, one, very simply, a brand is a promise of value. Uh, so when, when, you, uh, when a company has a brand uh, like Coke or, or Apple, uh, you know when you see Coke or Apple or you see things that have that logo or you see a commercial for Coke that uh, it is promising a certain amount of value that you can rely on. So if that's brand, what's brand recognition? Because now I'm fuzzy. I'm going to ignore that question and, uh, and jump to the second definition. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, because I think that this will answer it. Uh, the second definition, and this is the more important uh, when you are setting strategy, uh, even as authors. Um, well, it's easier to define by what it isn't. A brand is not a jingle. A brand is not a slogan, so the brand of writing excuses has nothing to do, well, I mean, it has something to do with, with the slogan 15 minutes long, because uh, you're in a hurry and we're not that smart. Um, that is not the brand. A brand is not the cover. A brand is not your name. Um, instead, a brand is... <laughs> you know what? That's a new twist on an old joke. I'll let that, I'll let that go. <laughs> uh, a brand exists only in the minds of your consumers. Um, and what it is, is that it is the sum total of all of your customers perceptions about all interactions they have with you and basically what that means is that every uh perception that they have when they come into contact contact with your book your cover you at a book signing um fan mail that they send uh to you your website interaction with that your blog that's all part of the brand it all goes together and the sum total of all those perceptions is what your brand is. So, so the logo or the company name are just what symbolic triggers. Uh, exactly, of that? exactly. They're 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 um, a tactic to be used in in your message. And so, if you think about all of the things that you do uh, as as an author, so we'll use you for example. Uh, so 
I'm sorry. I pointed at uh, Howard. <laughs> I pointed at Howard. <laughs> um, it's non-visual Okay, medium. so you, you have uh, your website. Uh, you um, go to Dragon's Keep and you color and you interact with customers there. And you wear boots. Um, I wear big boots. Uh, My glasses have squiggles on the side. Yes, exactly. You participate in forums. Um, you have characters. Uh, you have storylines. Uh, you have conventions that you go to. All of those things um, affect how customers perceive you. And so what you need to do, yeah. like we talked about in the last thing, is brand messaging. Uh, you need to define exactly what you are trying to convey. And then you need to point every interaction that you have with customers toward that brand message. Every right now, thing. for most of our listeners, your customers are editors only, really, right now. Or, mm -hmm. you know, potential customers as you build your website and start to build a following even before you get published. Um, but this is good stuff to practice. Yeah. You... Well, this is what we were talking about on our website podcast with be careful what you put online because that's all part of your brand. Yeah. It's part of your perception from your mm -hmm. audience. So people will read your work and they'll think one thing. And then if they get on your website and see something entirely different, that will confuse them. If they see you in person and get an entirely different message, that will... You're sending very mixed signals. Yeah. Is there a term for the those sig mixed signals? Is there a marketing term for the problem he's describing? Uh, basically, when your brand is off message, uh, when you are sending a message that isn't what the message that you want to send. Mm -hmm. There's somebody who is really good at doing this um, before he got published, uh, at least in novel form, was Jay Lake. You guys know Jay Lake? Yeah. yeah. Um, Hawaiian shirts, yeah. big guy. Yeah, yeah. Jay Lake really did a good job of branding himself um, during the era before he was... You know, he, he has novels out right then, right now. Back then he was publishing short stories. He was doing anthologies. He was going to the conventions. And when you saw Jay Lake, he always was wearing the Hawaiian shirt, um, which was part of his brand, but wasn't his brand. His brand was, I'm a fun guy who writes serious literary science fiction. And he was able to combine those two things into some very interesting ways. And all of his interactions pointed toward that. When he met people, you got this sort of sense of that. He... Um, when he would give his books or his readings, he would do readings. He would have a chorus of women who would chant with him um, and would have these very avant-garde <laughs> readings, which would have door prizes and people chanting and they'd be parties with these really, you know, um, like, a, like, a, like hippies meet beatniks meet, um, uh, you know, that guy who sings on the beach. What's his name? Um, Mel Torme, I don't know. But, I mean, he had this whole big thing going, which was really cool. And he branded himself. Rob, um, you're familiar with your brother's work, Dan's Un work? Unfortunately, I am. Okay. <laughs> what is Dan's brand? Ooh. Oh, that is a, a very good question. Um, see, the thing is, is that it, it, it is difficult to come up with something just off the top of my head. Uh, Dan, Brandon, what do you think, Dan, Dan, what do you think your brand this is? Brand is. I, I want to turn this okay. back at Rob because as when we introduced him uh, two weeks ago, we talked about his three novels are a romantic comedy and two <laughs> political thrillers. So in a branding sense, how does your brand justify those two very disparate genres? What message is that? Well, uh, it actually was a marketing fiasco. Um, <laughs> what happened, and, and this is, I mean, a perfect point. I'm Did actually you get glad the you brought it up. MBA before or after screwing this up? Uh, I got the MBA after screwing this <laughs> and up. And it wasn't and it was across the table. Okay, what I write is, is I write humor. Um, and even my political thrillers are humor. Um, what happened is I wrote my first one. It's a, a romantic comedy. You get the, the humor and it all sells very well. And that is the brand that I established. And that's, I actually, even without knowing uh, the, the 
the tactics of it. I mean, I, I set this up on my website. I mean, it, it was about humor. Um, and uh, my second book came out, and it was a political thriller that had a lot of humor in it. It's kind of styled after um, uh, I was inspired by Hugh Laurie's The Gun Seller, where it is very violent, it's very um, action, and, uh, and very serious issues, but at the same time, just tons of humor in there. So I tried to do that with my second book, uh, kind of take that route, um, and it was just marketed absolutely horribly because... Yeah, it was marketed as if it were the same book as the first one. Yeah, it, it, the cover of it said, A Hilarious New Adventure... Uh, from the author of On Second Thought, which is the name of my first book. And so people were, I mean, it was sold as, this is another <laughs> book a exactly like this romantic comedy. Romantic comedy with guns. Mm. Yeah, and, so, and it sold absolutely no, no, terribly. No guns on the cover. It was a cover that looked almost identical to the other one. Uh, oh. Except ugly. Yeah, except, yeah, except <laughs> it was yeah, abysmal. But, but yeah, so it sold terribly. Um, and when my third book came out, we actually had to completely rebrand it. Um, my third book is actually a sequel to the second, uh, but they distanced themselves in the cover, in the in the promotion, um, everything about it. They distanced themselves and said, we want to really play up the political thriller angle this on this. This comes back to what we talked about with uh, Dave Wolverton slash David Farland. Yeah. Exactly. Where he was a science fiction writer. No, wait, he's a fantasy writer. Yeah. No, wait, he's a science fiction and writer. He rebranded himself. He rebranded himself with a different name. name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they let you keep your name. Uh, I kept my name. Well, I lost my initial, but I kept my name. Yeah. <laughs> That's Ian Banks and Ian M. Banks, two different markets, same author. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and people get away with doing different things. Lee Modestet does not rebrand for his science fiction and his fantasy. He um, feels that his science fiction will sell on the sell. The, the name brand just means great writer is what he's trying to brand himself as. And he, he thinks it's more narrow. Some people like, or more broad, some people like Dave thinks it's, think it's more narrow and they'll rebrand with a different name. Not everyone well, does it the same way. I think there's argument here. And, and I think that this highlights uh, the need for this very top-down, high-level strategic approach. Because like Rob said, his brand was there. Even when he didn't know how to build a brand, you're building one anyway. Your interactions with your audience are a, building a brand whether you like it or not. And so you need to know going into it what impression you want to give. Right. And if Rob had gone in saying, my brand is going to be humorous books that are well-written and that you know, involve different kind of genres, then that could have incorporated both under the umbrella. But as it was, he built his brand as, this is romantic comedy, and then nothing else fit. There's not exactly. been a lot of um, crossover between my children's book and my adult books. Um, crossover among readers? Among readers. I think it's this thing. Um, the Alcatraz books have had to rebrand completely. Um, and that works because I'm in a different section of the bookstore there. Yeah. Um, that hurts me and that helps me. Um, it hurts me because my readers who read my epic fantasy can't try out my comedies, my children's books. Well, it hurts you because momentum in one genre is not boosting sales right. in another. But it also helps me in that it allows me to rebrand. People yeah. don't pass the books in the children's shelf and automatically think, oh, it's that guy who writes those other things. Obviously, he can't write this. Um, and so, personally, I think it's hurting me more than it's helping me, but there is an argument to be said there. One thing, um, uh, before we run out of time, that I think we need to, to hit on is, uh, is why is any of this important at all? Yeah. Um, and uh, one thing with branding that I think that a lot of uh, customers and consumers, um, all of us uh, <laughs> included, um, don't like to admit, um, but it is, I mean, it's proven over and over again scientifically, um, is that we make a lot of decisions not based on 
logic and anything, but a it's based on perception. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a, a study released a week ago um, talking about, uh, and this isn't related to branding, but it's the same related to perception. People are more willing to purchase something if they have held it before. And why is that? There's no logical reason for it. There's no reason for it. It's just that they have they have gained this new perception of the thing by holding it and feeling it. Um, so when we talk about branding, especially food. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a, a branding professor. I'm more likely to purchase food if it hasn't been held by anyone else. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but if I've licked to... it, if I've licked it, it's mine. <laughs> I had a branding professor, and, and this sounds callous and evil. And he said, he said, I'll warn you, this is callous and evil, but. Uh, it's the truth. Marketing is brain control. Uh, what oh, you yeah. are, are doing when you are branding yourself, when you're putting out a message, when you're molding everything toward that message, is you are trying to control everyone's perceptions of you. Um, it's no different than if you're going on a date with a girl and you are trying to control her perceptions of you and trying to make her like you. You do things in such a way that make her think, oh, he's, he's a gentleman, he's very charming. I, I said something similar in the comic years ago that uh, uh, all conversation is psychological warfare. Um, and I, I think Tagon said, I, am I going to enjoy conversation more or less now? Uh, <laughs> These are all good things to be aware of. Um, the more that you understand about the process, the more you understand about what goes on in creating books and in marketing books, uh, I think the better you will be able to handle this all. Um, and you can come up with strategies. A lot of authors just kind of by accident allow their brand to become the series and not the person, yes. which in some cases is good, in some cases is bad. Um, some authors, uh, Orson Scott Card is a good example, brand themselves as an author um, more strongly in many ways than they brand themselves as a series, and when they jump to other things, they get away with it more. Some other authors have a lot of trouble. Um, they brand the character really well, the series really well, and then get locked into it. Some people, they don't care. They love that, that they get locked into it. Other people, it drives them crazy that they can't ever escape this one series that has done very well for them. And so if you as an author are someone who thinks you want to write a lot of disparate sorts of things, be aware of this and brand yourself as an author rather than as a series. Yeah, I may have, I may have trouble down the road uh, if I decide to write something that isn't schlock mercenary because right now... Uh, my name and my product and you are, are as that. synonymous. Mm -hmm. In um, fact, uh, Wikipedia proves it. You do a search on Howard Taylor, and it drops you into the Schlock Mercenary entry. No. I am um, one uh, thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. When I I actually intentionally start um, didn't write a sequel to Elantris. One of the main reasons I didn't is I wasn't thinking in marketing terms. But as I look at it, it's that I didn't want to be branded as this series the author. Elantris guy. I wanted to be branded mm -hmm. as someone who is able to consistently create interesting worlds and magic systems and books that you enjoy reading. Right. Well, and I'm running into that problem right now as I start to work on other projects. I finished the first trilogy that I sold. We're coming back to that and, question. What is your brand, Yeah, and, and I've got other various editors that I've talked to, editors that we pitched the first series to, and they all want more serial killer books from me. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be the serial killer guy. Yeah. I would like to have a wider thing than that. And so it's a dangerous line to walk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the serial killer guy. I would like to be the sometimes serial killer guy. No, you That's have to. not taking us to a happier place. <laughs> so so let's, let's point this back at Rob very quick. We don't have a lot of time left. Um, in fact, we don't have, we have 10 seconds Go left. Go ahead. For an aspiring author, for our audience is primarily new authors who are trying to break in. To what degree should they be concerned about branding? What should they do right now in this point in their career branding wise? I think that uh, um, 
the biggest thing they need to get their name out there um and they need to even now as they are are looking forward they don't even have an agent yet they need to be controlling whatever their brand is um uh, a statistic from business but i'm sure that it applies just as well to editors and agents is that 80 percent of hr managers before they hire someone will google them um and that's i mean that's scary if you yeah. think about it i mean all the stuff that i know is out on the web about me and uh, and i'm even trying to control what's out there about me but uh, so editors so, do it i can guarantee yep, yeah. they do it so so control that perception of you um from right now uh and even things i mean anything that will come up in google uh just your i have started page. no i have started wearing nice clothes anytime i'm out of the house because i am sick to death of ugly photographs of me <laughs> on the internet yeah uh, th that's You've part of the brand far, farther than that you brand yourself wearing specific outfits yep. looking a specific way in order to build that sort of visual and it's going to take it's going to take years and well, i know and that that's the that's the main takeaway i think for our listeners right now is it's going to take years yeah we talk about this right now even though you don't think it's going to matter and it might not matter for five years but five years but from now does. you're going to be really glad yeah. you started thinking about it yeah. right now well and, and one important thing to note is that there's no right way or a wrong way to do this um i mean if you are writing chiclet and humor then you can totally go ahead and you can blog about american idol and you can do all this stuff but if you are trying to brand yourself as like a serious literary author um the next john steinbeck then then totally that's not the way that you want to go um so so there's no right way or wrong way there's no do this don't do that just make sure that you're on message okay well this has been writing excuses we've had a great time talking about branding and i've got a good uh, writing prompt okay I've got a really good writing Ooh. prompt. pick your favorite author me <laughs> okay pick brandon if he's your favorite author and in 50 words or less I write down what you think that author's brand is Sweet. okay Ooh. and then compare it on the forums with what other people may perceive yeah, about that author have a discussion about that have a discussion about that and uh and let's see if you guys can figure out branding Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.